Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Sunday Scaries describes the feeling of impending doom of the upcoming work week. I mean, when you are dreading your responsibilities and questioning your entire existence. Did you spend too much money, send a text message you regret, drink too much, procrastinate at work or maybe a homework assignment, forget to pay your bills, post something to your Snapchat story and forget about it? Yeah, I've done that before. Sunday Scaries make these daily anxieties not so scary and allow you to enjoy the now. Sunday Scaries gummies provide a calm, clean sense of relief and mild euphoria. Sunday Scaries is an all-natural, non-habit-forming remedy for anxiety. These are CBD gummies. They're custom-formulated with a 10 mil blend of a broad spectrum of isolate CBD as well as vitamins B12 and D3 for mood boosters. They are made with natural ingredients and are free of gluten, dairy, yeast, egg, soy, and peanuts. Sunday Scaries can be ordered online from our website, sundayscaries.com. Ship directly to your front door. There are also subscription packages for reoccurring monthly orders at a discounted rate. And right now, my listeners can buy Sunday Scaries with a 10% discount and free shipping. sundayscaries.com. Use promo code SHEENA. That's sundayscaries.com. Use promo code S-C-H-E-A-N-A. From Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, guys? Today, we have a really fun show planned. It's going to be different than any show we've ever done. I have the amazing Janet Elizabeth co-host back. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? And sitting across from me, we have sex therapist, author, actor, director, producer, all-around media personality, Dr. Emily Morse. How are you? I'm so good. Good. So Janet and I were both listening to your podcast. We listened to different ones this morning. I was on Girl Boner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the one about oral sex. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Two good topics. Right? I have so many (laughs) questions. So I kind of want to just get started. Let's do it. We don't need foreplay. Let's just jump into it. (laughs) Sometimes you do. Sometimes you you don't. don't, That's true. Yeah. But sometimes I just want to like go right for it. Yeah. Ask away. Yeah. You don't always have time for foreplay. No. And we have a lot of questions. There's a lot I want to cover. Oh, so. I'm excited. <laughs> now, you have like one of the longest running podcasts. Yes. I started it 13 years ago. Oh, my like, gosh. It was that first month of podcasting in my living room in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Because I was like, at the time, I was not a sex expert, but I was just like, why is sex so disappointing? Like, I know it's supposed to be amazing, but my sex life has been, at, like, how could I figure out how to have better sex? So I invited a bunch of friends over. And started interviewing them about their sex lives, relationships, and that's where it all started. And I've been done like five thousand podcasts. Oh my god! I know it's that's been a amazing. Long okay, time. so I could learn a lot from you. Yes, so and I'm wanna... a sex. Do- I have a doctor of human sexuality, so yes. I'm actually legit. And I'm here to help with anything. Okay, so what is studying for something like this? Like, what is that? type of doctor like like, yeah i know well really you study a lot about anatomy first of all Mm because women we are so we have this body right we have like our vulva our vagina which are really like our vulva is kind of the outer part we just don't understand it we've got this clitoris that 
only exists for female pleasure. Like uh-huh. 8,000 nerve endings and we're still like, uh, 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 why can't I have an wow. orgasm? It's so confusing, <laughs> right? So we don't know this stuff. So I just learned a lot about just how to talk to people about why we get turned on and fantasies and desire. And I read, you know, every book on the planet about sex and relationships and dating and love and marriage. And so it was intense, but it was, it was amazing. And then I've done hundreds of interviews with experts and a bunch of different people. And that's how it all happened. This so, is so exciting. Yeah. Okay, I could so tell listening today that you knew your shit. Oh, very totally. Well. You said a couple terms, anatomy terms, that I was like, do I have one of those? Right. right? I was like, is that mine? Yeah, or is exactly. that talking about the guy? Right. Okay. Yeah. The male has a prostate, <laughs> if I was talking about backdoor sex. It but. was something <laughs> it was something about uh like near the rectum. Oh, okay. It was probably for the man. I was probably talking about prostate. So a lot of men like <laughs> a lot of men like, you know, backdoor play, straight men eat too. People are like, oh, so it means I'm gay. But no, you actually have this prostate. You could use fingers. You could use a toy. And for a lot of men, they can have incredible orgasms that they never knew existed if they just did some, you know, exploring. Women don't have that. What I might have been saying <laughs> is that but women, a lot of women who like – some women like anal sex is because it can feel amazing if you do it right. That's a whole nother topic because <laughs> most people do it wrong and they hate it. There's a right and wrong way. Yes. And I bet you most people who like huh. hate hate it is because someone like put it in too quickly with not enough lube you weren't warmed up and you're like I just got home from work what are you doing like there was no warm up but for women they like it a lot of like we're really jumping in like we just yes. oh no I'm like we're I know right that, see and, I had ass play down towards the bottom of my list but we're just going right yeah, to it because you asked about the show so I was probably saying <laughs> we're gonna cover it we've got all day no but women um, and so for men so for women the reason why a lot of women can have orgasms that way is because there's like a thin membrane that when you when the penis goes inside or a toy, it indirectly can stimulate the G spot from the back door. So if you have internal orgasm, so that's why it's all can feel great. And there's a lot of nerve endings back there, so that's what I was talking about. I don't remember, but the female, yeah, I was talking everything. I'm sure. <laughs> so the first half of this year, I headlined a show in Vegas called "Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man." Yes. I love. I saw that. It was. A, it's a book that it's came out book. years ago. Yes. I have the book. Yeah, okay. a book turned into an off-Broadway comedy. It's Amazing. one of the longest-running ones. Yeah, I heard. and I will say, as so Janet and I are both divorced. She's in a very successful relationship. <laughs> I'm Yay. still single. Yeah, but um, as. I was just getting out of my last relationship. I started this show. And so all of these tips, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start trying some of these. Yes. Yes. They work. Yes. They do work. They really do. Like little tiny things. Yeah. Like like tickle the taint. Tickle the taint. (laughs) Exactly. that part of the show. Right. Right. Exactly. Like we don't, we're not told these things. Yeah. the penis, we think, oh, I know it. But like the penis has so many different nerve endings. The tip is the most sensitive. Uh You probably learned a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah, the there's taint. a part every night where we bring up three women from the audience, just randomly selected, and we walk them through the steps of giving the perfect hand job. <laughs> and oh my god, I mean, I did this show for five months, eight shows a week, six nights a week, and we had everyone from like a 21 year old to a 94 year old on stage. You should mention that you had them blindfolded. Oh, too. and blind. Yes, they're this blindfolded. Yeah, so you're like, okay, hand here, do this. Like it was. That is hysterical. So I love it. Women were like, "Have you ever given a hand job? Before? <laughs> like, where do you think the balls and things? Exactly. Like, what? That's you must have learned so much. From I did. All these women. I, I, I learned 
so much. Yeah. And I mean, there were just so many things that like, it was like, um, like sucking on a guy's fingers right. or like all of these different things. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm going to try this. <laughs> exactly. Well, I've learned things too. And I'm always learning and then you forget. But someone, woman came up to me. I was at a party last week. She's like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your podcast. I did that blowjob tip that you mentioned on the show and I got engaged. I'm like, that <laughs> wow. night? Was it a direct? Can you rewind and tell me which tip it was? I know. And she did tell me. So I was like, but you know, yeah. So people tell me all the time. I'm like, wait, what, what was it worth? Exactly, right? It was <laughs> yeah. actually about the tip. It was okay. just the tip. So the tip on the penis is the most sensitive uh-huh. for many men. And then there's this area on the underside called the frenulum. So just think of it. It's like your new best friend. So here's the penis. It's the underside. It's right where the ridge of the penis, or the shaft of the penis uh-huh. meets the tip. So it's that little yeah. ridge. And if you just like, there's a rig, and it's kind of like the clitoris in a man. It's like if you circle your tongue around there when you're giving a blowjob, it feels great. But she also, I did this thing where you just put your mouth over it and then you like, you're holding it and then you like pop. So you're like popping off of it with like a suction. Okay. So you're like actually literally sucking on the tip and like, like you're bobbing for apples, but uh-huh. pulling back. And I was like, that one worked. You got a ring. It was a nice ring. I'm like, that must have been a great tip. Well, <laughs> we're going to try that later. I'll let you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> try this at home. Interesting. I, I wish everyone could see your face. Yeah, that oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I know we're we're not recording video yet, thankfully. <laughs> Mom, don't watch this. One. Yeah. Okay. Any other blowjob tips? You know, I think my best blowjob for my job... listeners. I've heard I'm amazing. Yeah. No, I'm sure you are. You don't need anything. But I think that the biggest thing is to be number one is to make sure your mouth is wet. So use lots of lube. Oh, did I bring you? Did I bring you? Oh, I think I brought you my favorite blowjob. Ooh, there's a present sitting here. <gasps> oh, I brought here you for so me. much. Oh my god, I did. Okay, this is my favorite thing. Okay, it's wet head. It's from Doc Johnson, and you put it in your mouth. It's a dry mouth spray. And to be <gasps> honest, as a podcaster, I have it on my desk at work. I use it in my studio because it makes you guys can squirt this in your mouth. So it makes it so your mouth gets more lubricated. Wait, so- I need this because I smoke a lot of weed, and sometimes I'm caught. <laughs> so mouth do I. Like- <laughs> do you ever try to give a blowjob when you? Yes. Sp- yeah, I have the same problems. Yeah. Same. I'm, yeah, same, I'm a weed. Whoa. <laughs> we just popped off the top. Okay, so, so spray like, this in my spray mouth. your mouth, and it's like you'll saliva. Like, it'll help. So Because you want to make many sure. many sprays? As many as you want. And uh. it also helps when you're, like, dry mouth or anything, talking. Oh, my God. And so that'll help your mouth lubricate more. I think, oh, and then I bought you. I'm and so. Is this specifically made for sex, or is this? It's made for sex, okay. but I use it on the air all the time. But I bought you another, my, one of my other favorite blowjob things. I, look how perfect this is working out, is this flavored lube. It is it is mint chocolate. It's by Joe, System Joe, and you taste and it'll mean like if you're giving a blowjob and maybe you're not as into the taste or you just it taste it tastes so good. Like a lot of flavored lubes don't. This is like the greatest oral sex blowjob tip. So your Aww. mouth will be wet. So you wanna make sure it's wet. That's my number one tip. You wanna use enough friction. So you wanna make sure it's not too loose, not too tight. It's almost like what did I learn once? Okay, it's like if someone's do on your hand, like you want it to be like your hand is going over like a grip, like a like a tight grip around your wrist. I'm doing this right now. You can't see it, but it's not like your fingers aren't turning blue. You're just holding in place, and that that's like and you want to go up and down and just make sure there's enough friction because uh-huh. some women are too loose, too loose with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> women are beautiful as they are, so you want a good grip. Remember that every blowjob was like once like an orphan hand job, so you can use your hands. It doesn't have to be the mouth. If your mouth gets tired, oh my, driving the bombs. Oh my god, we're like five minutes in, and I love it. I know. And then so, and then the last thing is enthusiasm. Like you really want to be into it. Like you want to suck it, suck it. Like it's the most. I need this right now. This right. The most delicious ice cream cone you've ever had, and you don't want to miss a drop. And you want to be like. 
because they want to know that you just like when a guy's going down an us we want to yeah. know like he's not checking his watch and like rolling you know you want him to be into it yeah so the same thing for us so the more you're like into it and making noises and sucking and like that's that those are my tips there. So suction, friction, and lube, lube. Make it wet and slippery. Make it wet. Amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm going to have so much fun with this stuff later. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad I bought you the right – I brought you condoms. Oh, I brought you this clitoral stimulation gel, too. Ooh. We can get into the right – whatever. Okay. Yeah. This is so things. fun. Oh, my God. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. I I hate shopping. <gasps> so that's, like, one thing. So now I don't, I don't even have to – Go shopping. No. It's all brought here. Exactly. Wow. See, okay, so there's this um, this one thing before we get, like, too deep into everything else. <laughs> too deep, Deeper than literally. we've already gotten. <laughs> no, so I was telling Janet about this the other day. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of it, but there's this thing called Poshmark, and it's clothes. Yes. But how cool would it be if there was, like, a Poshmark for sex toys where you can, like, mm-hmm. find out what other people like and, like, not, like, buy someone Maybe else's sex toys, not trade. <laughs> right. But if there was just like a website, you know, that's just that's hmm. so true. And they could be like, well, I like this you know, I like this for, for this, and then it like links to something. Exactly, Poshmark is cool like that too because you can shop. I'm obs- everyone's like obsessed with Poshmark yeah. right now because you go there and you could see like what other fashion influencers or friends of yours what they right. liked, and then you could buy the same clothes. Right. Yeah, and look in their closets and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, you can sell and stuff that's in your closet. Yep. And I, I just, I, I hate shopping. Like, I mean, I, do too. I think I'm a little shy to go into like a sex store a little bit because I'm like, uh, I don't know. Right. And we'll get into that. But also just like with clothes, I just don't have the time to go through racks and racks of clothes. And then it's like, this person's like, did you find everything you're looking for? Do you need this? Do you need that? And then they bring you stuff and you're like, I don't like that. That's not what I'm looking for. So, right. um, yeah. So just so you guys know. Download the free Poshmark app. You guys can get started. They carry women's, kids, men's fashion. You will not believe the deals you find, you guys. Plus, shipping is easy for both the seller and the buyer. That's the best part. And my listeners get $5 off your first purchase. You just have to enter invite code SHEENA5 when you sign up. That's code SHEENA5 on Poshmark. So, yay. Shopping. Shopping this, is fun, yeah. This Not shopping is isn't fun. fun, but shopping for sex toys. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I kind of say like I'm like the sex toy whisperer because I feel like – and we get like 20 pounds delivered to my office a week. So we just all try them. I have a whole staff and we, you know, we know our favorites. But it's cool because I always feel like I could go to a couple or a friend and be like, tell me about your sex life. I'm like, this is what you need. And like match them up with the toy. Yeah. I didn't know you as well, but I, okay, this is so like one of my favorites. Let's get to know me. Let's get to okay. know you, sweetie. See, yes. one thing that I think my fans and maybe even my haters like about me is I'm an open book. So I don't hold back with anything. I will talk about whatever. I don't always talk about personal sex things on my podcast, but today we're going to. Love it. I don't masturbate. Okay. Just going to put that out there. Never have. And this is one of the things when I was listening to the Girl Boner podcast, yeah. she was saying it was like up until she was like 30. Mm-hmm. So I'm 33. Okay. It's a I, good time to start. I lost my virginity when I was in high school. I was a young teenager. I had a boyfriend for like seven years and then I had another and I've just had consistent sex and been blessed with that my whole life that I've never felt the need to. Right. Okay. Janet feels differently. I think it's totally a personal thing, something that you do with yourself and that it's like, like for me, oh my God, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. For me, (laughs) I love my alone nights when I can just like sit at home Smoke a little weed, right? Turn on Bravo, <laughs> and then 
you know, at, turn Bravo off and right. masturbate and go to sleep. It's like a personal day for it's me. Like it's like a ritual. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. Did it's, you ever watch Misadvised on Bravo? I don't think so. I was oh, on it. Yep. It was about three single dating experts so we practice what you oh, preach. It was 2012. Fun. Yeah. Okay. So we're Bravo fam. We are. We are fam. I feel like that's, it's a personal thing and I feel like it helps you like get to know yourself yes. more and then you learn like what you like in sex more because of the personal experience you have with yourself. See, I just learned that during sex. (laughs) Right. Well, I love what you're both saying because so I, on my show, I often have to remind women to masturbate because Mm -hmm. most men, they're like, I got this. I'm like, Uh they're masturbating. I don't need to remind them. But for women, I think, and I was in the same boat as you. I was always having sex and I was like, oh, I I don't really need to. And then I started having, doing the show and I realized that actually, masturbation is so good for us as women. It's healthy. It's having orgasms. It clears our skin. It helps with PMS. It helps with our moods. Like, stress relief. All this stress relief. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be so stressed out. I'll be like, oh, I haven't masturbated in like a week. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bam. So, and I have all these fun toys. It makes it a lot easier. And so I think that like, and the other reason why it's important for women is because a lot of women don't exactly know what they want in bed. So their partners will be like, oh, do you like this? And you're like, yeah, babe, whatever you want. Because they don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So through masturbation, I've learned, and I think a lot of women, I've learned exactly how I need to move and what I need to do and what I can tell my partner when we're having sex or he's going down and he'd be like, nope, look to the left, to the right. Like, I know what I need now. And I didn't before. And the other thing is, is that you, you might think that you know what you're like with a, a guy because it's like the same way you always do it. But on your own, you can discover like new erogenous zones mm-hmm. that they don't even know about. And then you're like, babe, look and what you I discovered. Kind of like lose yourself in a fantasy. Like yeah. even if you're fantasizing about the person you're in a relationship with, you can, you know, put yourselves in a totally different environment I mean, or situation. I would have to not. like turn on loud music and lock the doors because my cats are not gonna let me just masturbate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they will. They'll be down. Wait, so I Salem's have... gonna like pop up and be like, meow. I'm like, Shh. Well, I have a question for you though, Sheena. Do you have orgasms during sex? Okay, that's do? that's the next thing oh, I wanted to talk. To you this about. Is so good. Okay. So, um, not saying anything wrong with my ex-husband. I would not have married him if it wasn't good. However, I just never in my 20s had orgasms. I think I did like one time in my early 20s and not from sex. But it was um a guy really good with his hands and his tongue. Right. But that was a long time ago and I don't really remember. Right. So I was you know, going through the divorce, and I get with my boyfriend, and I just think, like, oh, my God, like, ex-boyfriend, right. not together anymore. Okay. But I thought that everything was just so much better, and it was amazing because it was just someone new after, like, six and a half yeah. years. But it was someone I had been with before, and then whatever. Anyway, I thought that it was amazing until I started dating and, you know, have been with other people, and I'm like, Oh, he wasn't the best. Like, I thought he was the best I ever had. And sorry, you were not. Right. But, (laughs) but so I felt like this year, I'm like, oh my God, I've totally had my first orgasm. But then I'm like, but was that an orgasm or was it just really, really good sex? And then I'm like, okay, did I come or did I squirt? Like, what's the difference? Right. That's a great question. Educate me. Okay. (laughs) Yay. Well, first of all, I'm so glad I bought you these toys because you're going to, you're going to be able to figure it out on your own. They're scary. No, this one's so, I I brought (laughs) you the Tango by, do you have this? I have that. The Tango by WeVibe is rechargeable waterproof. It's a really strong, like it's a bullet vibrator and it's so not intimidating. Put it on your clitoris Mm. and you'll have, we'll explain that in a moment. But as far as having, I swear it's not, well, I'm glad you guys are like BFF because you're like, yeah, like Janet, you'll be. We talk about sex all the time. Oh yeah. So I I don't, if you had an We're even Eskimo sisters. See, you are. <laughs> you like, like Eskimo kisses, Eskimo, I don't know. 
No. Something else? Yeah. Okay, got it. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh, you've had sex with the same person? Yeah. Right, right. I know uh-huh. it is. I forgot. It's lots of terms. The one who gave me an orgasm. Oh, there you go. Oh, you both slept. Oh, uh-huh. did he give you We've an orgasm? Slept with, I think, two of the same Oh, people. we have. Oh, my God, we have. That's, I think yeah. I do. I was like, he gave you an orgasm? No, no, not the first one. I know. Okay. Right. Second one. So here's the thing. If you, <laughs> well, if you masturbate, you'll know more so if you have uh-huh. an orgasm, but you can squirt and not have an orgasm. And some women orgasm and don't squirt, and some women do have orgasms with Is squirting. Is squirting peen? Because that's what I was just told at lunch today. No. Well, squirting has some too. traces of urine in it, but it's not like you're just peeing. Your bladder could be completely empty. Like uh-huh. they've done all these studies, and right after you have sex, and you could still squirt. So, yes, there might be urine. There might be more than traces of urine, but it doesn't mean that. And even if it is, if you want to say, yes, it's peeing, so what? If it feels amazing and you're releasing these fluids, you're actually, it's not pee, it's coming from a different place, uh-huh. but there's traces of it. And yeah, squirting's all the rage now because of porn. Yes. The rest, because no one ever asked me about squirting 10 years ago yeah because porn wasn't as readily available right but now it's like oh my god like last night i did an event for all these women called like girls night out downtown for weeks like literally five women were like squirting squirting because i think they're getting pressure to squirt yes. uh-huh. from their partners or they might just be squirting see yeah. i if i'm on top and it's like i mean if i'm into it and i'm on top like then it's just like i mean it's like a shower right and so I'm like, is this normal? Like, totally and guys normal. are so into They're it. They're so into it. Yeah. They it's love totally it. Normal. But I'm like, was that an orgasm or did I just squirt? I you don't know squirted. the difference. So you probably didn't have an orgasm. You would probably know if you had an That's orgasm. That's what everyone uh-huh. says. But sometimes I feel like I do. But then I'm like, is that what it was? I don't know because well, I never had them before. Right. I think that's why you're a great candidate for masturbation. That's exactly <laughs> what I've been saying. Oh my God. I had to have a fake orgasm on Vanderpump Rules this summer. And it's like <laughs> the only part I'm in our trailer is me like, uh, and I'm like, oh my God. Of course, of all the scenes I shot all they summer, always pick the one that they, they always pick the one that you don't want them to yeah. pick. So this one, well, I'll show okay. you. It's a little tiny, like vibrating okay. bullet. So a lot of women's first vibrators was like a, like a, a bullet, like the Doc Johnson has one that's like battery operated, mm-hmm. right? But a bullet, ugh, clitoral stimulation. This one is. I think it comes fully charged. Or See, I charged. want like a guy to do this for he me. I don't want to do it to myself. So this is like, is it already charged? Okay, so and that's just a low setting. Oh. And you just put this on your clitoris, you put it inside, not all the way inside, but it just feels, so there's different patterns, and you just rub, use lube, always use lube when okay. you're masturbating, and you just, you need to have a session at your house where you're just like using lube, you're fantasizing, maybe you're watching porn, or thinking about something that turns you on, and without the goal of orgasm. So see, like, how does this feel on your nipples? How does it, because nipples orgasms are the yeah. real deal. Mm-hmm. So you've got your clitoris, right, which is like the little bud that gets swollen when we're turned on. Mm-hmm. And some people, it's already out. But it's not just that bud. It has these nerve endings, has legs. And it's behind the labia. So it looks like a wishbone. That So here's the top of the wishbone is the clitoris that we all know is the little bud. But but then there's these, like, legs that go like, like if this is, I'm drawing a picture here. So here's like the vulva, right? Here's your vagina. Uh-huh. Here's the bud. But here, behind your labia, and the labia is really sensitive. So you could drag that, you could, like, tease yourself with this vibrator. And these are all stimulated as well. So this whole area, 8,000, it only exists for you, for your pleasure. And for some women... The left side of their clitoris is more sensitive or the right. So for you, just playing with it, like, I'm seriously, like, I think you're going to go home tonight and be like, I had an orgasm. 
I'm telling you, this is gonna change this your is life. The weave I yeah. still back. like. I still would rather have you know who come over tonight. <laughs> well, perfect. So yeah, and this is called the Wee Vibe Tango. If anyone's curious, mm. what we're talking about. But so the thing is, yes, you know how hot it is with the partner. And here's see, I'm I'm into that. Like I'm all about experimenting yeah. with someone else before I do it by myself. Great. I think. I think that's great. And I think when he comes over, you could be like. Hey, babe. So, yeah, um, this chick was on my show today talking about sex, and look what she gave me. And then that's so fun. You're like, I got to try it out. See, I'm, I think I'm going to lock her right now. in her apartment for 30 days with sex toys. No boys allowed over yeah. anywhere near her. And she's not coming out until she has an orgasm fully on her own. Yeah. you'll be. And then you're going to come back on this podcast and be like, what's up, guys? Yeah. It's going to feel so good. Chill. And then you're going to want more. <laughs> and for a lot of women, though, only 30% can actually have orgasms during intercourse. And that's and le- it's almost less than that. Yeah. So because it's just it's the way our anatomy is. Like some women, like their clitoris is closer to the vaginal opening because a lot of times it's like your clitoris is like rubbing on your partner. But uh-huh. so it's just. But in movies and in life, we're like, how come in the movies they just crawled into bed and you put like she just blew up and had an orgasm? It doesn't happen that often. So women need that. The problem is we don't get enough clitoral stimulation, and that's why women don't orgasm. See, and that's one thing that I've noticed this year that, like, in my marriage and even with my ex that I didn't really do. And, like, now it's, like, if I'm – especially if I'm on top and, like, whichever of us are touching my clit and, like, there's also a mirror. I have mirrors in – I have them placed in certain parts of my – There's the one where I can bend over my chair and it's there. (laughs) There's the one over my bed. Like, hot. Every, yes. It's so like, but I notice mm-hmm. like that's when like I'm most turned on. That that makes sense because you're visual. Yeah. So to see like your partner like teasing you or you're teasing them or having sex mm-hmm. in the mirror. Yeah. I think mirrors in the bedroom are underrated. Yeah. I'm see. I know that like there was like, I know there have been a couple times where I'm like, okay, that for sure was an orgasm, but it just doesn't happen every time. Right. Well, that's our goal then. And I'm right. always okay with that because I'm like, whatever. If the guy gets off, like he's enjoying it and like it still feels good. Like I'm still like into it, but it's not like a release. Right. Well, see, that's what I want for you. And I was like you too. I didn't orgasm until I was like 25 and I didn't even know what I'm it was. I'm 33. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fine. Like I'm telling you it's uh-huh. so normal, but I, and I get it. I was like, but I like, I like sex and it felt good and he got off. Yeah. But the, the challenge is that women are raised, I think many women, I think it's changing now that it's all about the guy's pleasure mm-hmm. and that our pleasure comes second. Right. And we're, we don't want to ask for what we want because then we seem like we, I don't know who knows what, like we're embarrassed or maybe they'll say no and we just want to please them. We're like, yeah. let me look hot when I'm giving a blow job but once you realize that like your partner and your guys actually want to please you and mm-hmm. they, they and i used to think they had all the answers but they don't know because right. every woman's different even if they think they know their last girlfriend might have liked you know clitoral stimulation a certain way with a finger and you might just not want a finger inside you so it's like it's all different so I love every fingers. time they have to see mm-hmm. every time they have to relearn so <laughs> fingers inside are good yeah yeah, yeah. it's good it's oh hot. yeah do you think porn has put a pressure on women to like or have an orgasm every time or yes. put on that show yeah um, i think it's made guys insecure about their average size penis yes <laughs> everything all of the above as they should men be. are freaking out <laughs> Men are freaking out that they're not big enough. And yeah, and it's like, hello, those are porn stars that were like hired because of their penis. Yeah. Like, and then for, yeah, I think that there's a lot of women who learn about sex through porn now. Like, the first sex scene mm-hmm. they see is in porn. So they're like, oh, I need to be like moaning in this certain way, move in another way, and then ask three of my friends to come over and have an orgy because mm-hmm. that's what's happening yes. in porn. And they're like, no, no, no. It's really like, it's about, I think that for a lot of women, I always say foreplay is not just a suggestion, it's actually a requirement. Sure, yeah. we all want a quickie every once in a while, but 
we just women are like slow cookers men are frying pans like we need to yeah. get turned on slowly and teased and you know make out and slower and p- play with my clitoris go down on me like then i'm ready but when they just like the problem is for men why it's different is they get turned on right like visually like he walks in he sees you he's like oh my god babe let's go and you're like i just got out of the shower i'm texting i'm on instagram right i'm not turned on but then we just do it anyway right but if we can say babe let's make out for a second or but go down to me or use your fingers and stop, then they'll be like, okay, cool, babe. Yeah. Just let me know. And then we... women don't have to fake it, which right. I feel like is a huge disservice to society. It is. I didn't even Never want to realize fake it again. how much I liked making out until I started doing it. Because yeah. with my ex-boyfriend, he just wasn't a big kisser. He was just like, a, let's just hit it. Like, boom, boom, let's just do the deed. And I was like, yeah. okay. like Something but after like supposed to take less than seven minutes. You know? Or more than seven more minutes. More than seven <laughs> minutes. Um, so, yeah, I just... It, I just did whatever he wanted right. because that's that's me. I put the other person first, We're their pleasers. needs first, and yes, I'm a, I'm a pleaser in I many too. ways. I get it. But um, more recently, like I've been dating, and I swear, like if I kiss someone and they make my vagina tingle, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this like, and yeah. the guy I'm like. The scene, yeah. whatever, hanging out with right now. Like, the first time we kissed, I was like, oh my God, he made my vagina tingle. See, that's good. See, yes. you're, it means you're in touch with your body. That yeah. you got turned on. Like, yeah. You got aroused. Uh-huh. But you needed that kiss. Yes. You needed that. Totally. It wasn't just from seeing him walk in the door. And no. So that's key then. Then you know, like, make it out. Make out for hours. Make yeah. out for as long as you want. And it's Wait like, anytime we've, like, started making it, I'm like, well, we're not, we can't just stop here. I mean, unless he's at work and, like, I go visit him at work. But then we're like, <laughs> now what do we do? And, like, now we're all worked up. And I'm like, you got to go back into work. And... <laughs> See, that's hot, though. The tease. Yeah. Like, later, we're going to get, you uh-huh. know, we'll get into it more. So, yeah. I think that's, I think you're already making some progress. He better here. come over tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the foreplay, actually. For right? Tonight. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Sex toys. All right. I now own one. (laughs) I think I have like two somewhere in a closet that I got at a gifting suite. And it was really funny because I had to pose with like a dildo (laughs) at like a gifting suite. And I'm like, I'm never going to use this. (laughs) Cheese. So, okay. Best ones, like what? For people like me who don't. Let me give you like Vibrator 101. Yeah. So there's different, there's like actually a few different groups of vibrators. So, First, there's clitoral vibes, and that would be anything that you typically don't insert. So this one, you could insert it a little bit, but mostly it's for external That's stimulation. Too right. I mean, if you put <laughs> for some women two inches yeah. inside, uh-huh. two inches inside is also sensitive, but mostly okay. this is clitoral, right? So you're putting it. So this one, uh-huh. I love the WeVibe Tango and the WeVibe Touch are two of my favorite clitoral. I like the Jimmy Jane form too. I mean, anyway, there's they're clitoral stimulation ones, and they're round. Sometimes they look like eggs. Or they look like little pebbles, but they're just external. And then there's also internal vibes. So there's like the rabbit. Do you guys remember like the rabbit yes. vibe yes. from like Sex in the City? Yes. Yeah. Which has come a long way now. So that's actually by a company called Vibratex. And now they have one that's like, I mean, it doesn't, everything's rechargeable now too. Like there's no batteries. It's great because they last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one, if it's a dual stimulation internal, it means that it will go inside of you so you can get have an internal orgasm or a G-spot orgasm. Uh-huh. But it has a little thing on the, like, so it has a little nub on the outside that tickles your clitoris. So it has two motors. Right. That's a va- uh, that's an internal one, but it's a rabbit dual stimulation. Okay. And then there's just ones that just go right in, like the WeVibe makes one by, um, by ra- that's called the Rave, and I love it. I call it the G Spot GPS because it literally just like it kind of finds your G Spot if you've never found it, and a lot of women haven't explored. I did not have a G, which is this 
the G spot is about two inches inside your vagina. And if you take like two fingers and like a come hither motion towards your belly button, once you have, once you're aroused, I can't do it's that. easier to find. Oh my God, <laughs> your, nails, you nails? your nails. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. That's what people you are like. Use a toy. And I'm like, don't how do can it. I masturbate with these? They're like, that's not how you do it. And I was like, oh, I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's very clear. So yeah, that's yeah. good for external. Right. But internal, but you could even use a toy and it's about two inches inside. Um, it might get a little swollen when you're turned on and you kind of just apply pressure to it. Mm-hmm. And it's more like a G spot, a G area than a G spot. So there's toys that some women just love the internal. They love it. In- so that's like, those are two, there's also couple toys. So there's like penis rings, like cock rings as they call yeah. them. And they vibrate. <laughs> the ones that are great for couples. Wait, uh, X and I did try one of those. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great one. There's, yeah. There's, um, there's a pivot that WeVibe makes that um, – and then there's some like by Screaming O that are like the throwaway ones. Uh-huh. That you might have tried that. It's yeah. like a $15. It's a great starter one. And it's just – basically it's a ring that he wears on his penis and then it has a little vibrator on uh-huh. it. So when you're having sex, it's like hitting your clitoris. Right. So that can be great. WeVibe makes something called the Sync and it's a wearable vibrator that you wear inside of you. Um, there's also butt plugs, things for external, external play. Those hmm. can vibrate or not. I'd say those are the main categories. What am I forgetting? I mean, there's a lot of different, like, it's basically internal, external, couples toy, butt plugs. I could go on. I'm trying to think. But that's the main categories of vibes. Interesting. <laughs> so, um, oh, and the womanizer. That's a great one, too, okay. for stimulation. The womanizer, I think, most similarly, um, it, it simulates oral sex in a way. You'd probably like uh-huh. this. It like indirectly stimulates your clitoris using like this. It's called they call it pleasure air technology, but it's like this light sucking. I can't even explain it to you. It's just women are like they free. I call it the clit whisperer because it's like, <laughs> how did you know my clitoris <laughs> wanted that in this moment? So yeah. funny story about sex toys. Yes. So um, I know you know about Adam and Eve because I've yes, heard you talk yes. about it on your podcast. And it's uh, – you know what Adam and Eve is, of right? Course. You know, you can get toys, <laughs> movies, anything, spice up in the bedroom. So I was in Iceland for a week. Oh, fun. And um, my mom and sister were cat-sitting for me watching my apartment and whatnot. And I come home and I have two notices from UPS on my door. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't order anything. And then I was like, wait, but I did. It's like – Amazon Prime, I swear, like, it's like Christmas. Like, I'll order stuff drunk, and then I forget, and then it shows up, and I'm like, ooh, what did I get? So this package, I'm, like, trying to think. I'm like, what did I order? What do I have coming? Couldn't think. So then I, like, call UPS, and they're like, for $7, we can attempt a third time. So I'm, like, trying to, like, get this package, and I don't know what it is. Then it gets sent back to the sender, and I'm like, (sighs) I want to know what this package is. So I Google the sender, and it was, like, Adam and Eve. And I was like, oh, my God. They're probably like, this girl really wants this dildo. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly. Like, I get it. We should get it to her. Yeah, but um, so I think for me, Adam and Eve, because I just and also I am on a television show, right. so for me to walk into a sex store, unless I'm filming, yeah, like I don't know if they're gonna like judge me or think something right. weirder than tell their friend, oh my god, Sheena from Vanderpump Rules came in and bought this vibrator and this and that. Like I don't think they really have those um, HIPAA rules right. at sex stores. <laughs> so I do think that Adam and Eve is great for people like me yes. who don't necessarily want to go into a store. And just so you guys know, when you select your one item, you'll get 50% off and also three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. So if you go to adamandeve.com, you will get this special offer. 50% off one item. Just type in Sheena for the offer code. And when you do, you'll get, again, three free DVDs, a free extra gift that I can't even mention on this show because it's that sexy. Free (laughs) shipping. Just use offer code Sheena at adamandeve.com. That's S-C-H-E-A-N-A. 
at Adam and Eve. That's fun. I like this. Adam and Eve has so many toys too. They have yeah. the vibes. They have woman. They have every product. Yeah, the magic wand. They have everything, and that's cool. You get fifty. Okay, off. yeah. So tell me about this magic wand. I heard you talking oh. about this on the lady boner or the girl boner. Girl boner. Yeah. <laughs> so the magic wand is like the Cadillac of all vibrators. It's been around for thirty years, and it wow. was initially like a, a massager. Right. It looks like it has. It's a big wand. It's like this big, and it used to. I'm not even showing you how it, how it's probably like about eight inches long, 10 inches long. And it's got this very powerful motor that you just use outside over. It's like, it actually was invented as a massager. Okay. But then people are like, oh God, this feels really good. And so you put, use it over your pants or use it over on your underwear. Or it can be really strong. So use it right on your clitoris. It's just great to tease your body. And it really is the most powerful vibrator. Like it is like, like strong. But for a lot of women, they say they can help, can help them squirt. They can have multiple orgasms. I know for me, it's just, and now it's rechargeable. So for so long, it used to plug into the wall. That's how strong it is. <laughs> no. Yeah, like for years. Oh my god! The rechargeable came out like six years ago, but I loved it so much that I was like, when I started my show, they sent me one. I like drilled a hole in my nightstand when I was in San Francisco. <laughs> so it was always plugged in because it was so freaking cool. And now it's rechargeable. <laughs> Thank God it's cord free. They like released it from the cord. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a great, like I think that every woman should, it's always voted like the top vibrator. Uh-huh. It means a lot of, check it out online like I, I'm sure Adam and Eve sells a magic wand yeah they sell them everywhere and they're just a great company I love them they've um I love the name of it too magi- it's magic uh-huh. like yeah. it really is like it's just and now the waterproof one and rechargeable it's just I can't explain it it's just sometimes I'm just like it's because here's the thing about vibrators there's so many of them but like this one this tango like it's different vibrations. They you could have ten vibrators in here that are all the same size, but like some are deep and rumbly. Like some are a little more like tick 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 tick. Like uh-huh. and the magic wand is like this. Like it, and you got to see and it's fun because you can just tease yourself and see like which ones you like. What's your favorite, Janet? Okay, I'm like a low rumble kind of person. Okay, <laughs> but I also like a lot of them will have like different. Like it'll go like yeah, the patterns, and you could like play with those, and that can be fun. Yeah, they come with like ten vibrators. This one has patterns too. So you can have it just be like, or you can have it like. Look, this does this. Look, feel it. I just put it different. There's like ten patterns on this one. Oh, so it goes up and down. This is gonna like change my sex life, you guys. It is I, going I to. I don't know if this is good for a single woman though. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> so I said, Why do you fall in love with a vibrator? You'll spend it's thirty only, days yeah. by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna be great for you because okay. then you're gonna figure out how what how you orgasm, what feels good, and then your partner. It's waterproof. You can take it in the shower. Yeah. Huh. Charge it when you get home. I think it comes half charged. Okay. I'm very invested in your evening. <laughs> yeah. Text me later. Let me know. I can't wait how it all goes down. Um. All right. <laughs> well, where do we go from here, right? Okay. I want to ask because I know we're, we still have a lot of sex stuff that I want to talk about, but also relationships. I yeah. know you're an expert talk- on that as yeah. well. So I am divorced. I'm also single again from a breakup. I've been single for this entire year. And I'm dating a lot. There is someone I'm very interested in right now, and I'm not interested in anyone else. So I'm going to see where that goes. But, like, how soon do you think is too soon to have sex with someone new, to jump into a relationship? And, like, also mine was televised for the whole world. So it's like I was judged coming off a divorce, hopping into another relationship too soon. But it's like how soon is too soon for any of this? That's a great question because I don't – so there are no rules when it comes – I'm not going to say you should because there are some – Right, I'm like it's not – you have to be single for – Exactly. Yeah. Date number four. Yeah, no. I don't believe in any of that. What I can tell you is that I do think it's best 
to to wait as long as you can. Like, of course, we've all gotten really drunk and had sex with someone on the yeah. first night, right? Yes. And it's, sometimes people are like, oh, we got married, and that's great. However, I think when you're, like, dating and you're trying to figure yourself out, and maybe you like this guy, maybe you'll date other people. I, I just think that the sooner you, it's better to get to know someone. And, in fact, that tension that builds if there's great chemistry, why mm-hmm. not wait? Like, why not wait until you see them again in a few dates rather than, like, rushing right to sex because like I said the teasing maybe you make out the first date yeah kinda, I think it just the longer you can wait I think it is better for the relationship but I'm not going to say that you shouldn't but I think why not get to know someone because what happens is especially for women sometimes we sleep with someone too quickly or we too quickly for us right and then we get attached to someone because like the oxytocin you literally do get attached mm-hmm. to someone when you have sex with them if you have orgasms and attachment we're like we can't see the red flags waving in the distance because we have these chemicals going off in our brain like dopamine, serotonin that attaches us prematurely oftentimes if you have sex too quickly. Uh-huh. So I think it's better to get to know someone and get to like ease into it. So – but I just – I mean I'm not going to put a date on it. I'm not going to say months. I'm just right. saying get to, get to know the person. See if you really like them. You yeah. Know? See, so that's what I – you know. And what if you feel like you got to know them really quick – and then you're like, okay, well, I want to get to know this part of them really Great, quick because I want to see where. Okay. I think honestly, I'm not going to tell you. Like, I mean, I'm talking like maybe not the first day, wait to the second. There's no right. judgment here. Yeah, but yeah, I think then go ahead. I, I have sex with them if you're feeling comfortable. I think that's yeah. But I think when you start having sex with someone, is the time to start talking about sex. Mm-hmm. I think that we wait. Because typically, sex is great at the beginning, or at least we think it is because it's new and exciting. So what makes sex so great and why a lot of long-term relationships suffer is because that honeymoon period, that lust phase, that's real. Like, if they look at the brains of people in lust, love, and the people who are like serial killers or on cocaine, it looks exactly the same. Because you've got these brain things that are firing. Uh So it's going to be amazing. So people think, well, I don't really want to talk about it, or I don't want them to think that I'm too into sex, or whatever things we worry about. And I think right away is like, hey, that did that feel good? Or what did you like? You know, just start talking about it. Because yeah. that can actually become something that brings you closer together. So, I yeah. I mean, I think talk about it, have sex, and make sure that you're getting your needs met. Do you ever think that you could have, like, too much sex? Like, if you're having sex, like, every day or twice a day or three times a day, like, do you think that there's – a problem? Yeah. The only time that there's a problem is if there's consequences. Mm-hmm. So if it's interfering with your work, you're like, sorry, right. I had sex 10 times a day. Sorry, podcast one. I couldn't show up for my podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sorry, I'm missing work and dinners. And like, that's when it's a problem. Or you can't, you know, so, or you can no longer get out. Like, you know, for men, maybe a lot of men and women who have a like, porn addiction, let's say, then they can't ever get it up with a partner because they're masturbating all the time. But that's more masturbation. Yeah. So for sex, no, have as much sex as you want as long as you're using lots of lube because what can happen is here's right. my thing about lube I think that lube gets a, a really oh I brought you my other favorite lube you're gonna die <laughs> it's called uber lube and it's she's like, gonna that have a fun night tonight I know I just had like my assistant throw <laughs> oh that's a pretty it's bottle beautiful. too put it by your nightstand you can never Ooh. have too much lube because you could be here's the thing our wetness level is not an indicator of arousal. So we could be really wet and not turned on. We could be turned on and not wet. You just apply a few drops, drops of lube during sex before, during, you know, it, it just enhances it. And women who use lube are more likely to orgasm. Okay. Because it mimics your natural sensation and your your natural lubrication. So I got off lube. What was the question before that about how long? <laughs> what were you asking me before oh, that? Oh, I um, think I was talking about is 
Oh, Se- sex every day too much. Oh, sex every day. No. Oh, so what I was going to say is thank you. We'll I'll bring you back here. Like so sex every day, only if like you start hurting. Like, you know how sex can be right. painful sometimes? If you yeah, have like if tears. Yeah. Right. So you want to slow it down and just move. Right. Then take a break yeah. if your body hurts. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, no, as much. This is the good times when yeah. you start dating. Have as much as you want. Yeah. See, I agree. So do you think, because you mentioned porn, porn addictions now. Do you think that that's, that porn is changing the way, you know, People are. I mean, it, ha- it has to be. You Absolutely. Know, Twenty years ago, there wasn't Pornhub no. for every guy to hop on. And yeah, a lot of do men are feeling. Yeah, exactly. And have like so many different categories and situations and things to choose from. You literally can have any sexual experience like at your fingertips, mm-hmm. and then you know go to your partner and you're expected to what right. match that or right. And they keep raising the bar because after a while they're like, yeah, I was watching threesomes. Now I'm on to gangbangs. Uh-huh. Now I want to. And then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> whoa, nothing. Whoa. Right. So re- yeah. Right. So real sex isn't going to turn you on anymore. So there's a lot of men who are now working on their own therapy or they have to like, you know, I have a friend who's a sex therapist. Who actually, I don't actually see clients, patients, mm-hmm. but I have my show. But mm-hmm. I, you know, and she's like more and more lately. There's just men coming in who are like, I can't get it up for anyone but porn. And like, what do I do? So they have to, they have to read. They have to stop watching porn. They have to kind of scale back and relearn the connection to their body and and relearn how to have sex. So yeah, I actually think that. But you know, porn can be really destructive for for a lot of men who just watch it all the time. And women, same thing can happen. And young people who are thinking that's how sex happens. Right. Porn can be a great tool just every once in a while to get off and think of new fantasies and. And to, to get – you know, you can have a healthy relationship with porn just like alcohol. Mm-hmm. You might not have – you know, in moderation. I also think porn is great for couples sometimes too because then you can watch something and be like, that was hot. To what explore. do you think? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it can be educational but it can also be really destructive. So I haven't watched a lot of porn as an adult because when I was younger, my parents had the Playboy channel. Oh and so I didn't even know it was porn that I was watching. I was just like, <laughs> it'd be late at night. I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, I'm going to watch that show where they always like end up naked doing the same thing. <laughs> like it was always like a different, you know, they're on a pool table. They're at a car right. wash. That's like hilarious. I seriously. So I felt like I watched so much of it right. as like a young kid. Do you that, get turned on by it? Do you remember? Yeah. But maybe that's why I lost my virginity when I was so young. <laughs> yeah. There we go. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but okay, so I mean, I just, I haven't, as an adult, I don't know if maybe because I don't masturbate that I'm like, well, yeah. why am I going to watch you porn, watch it get horny, and then, so like, should so I? Yeah, I mean, I think, why not? I love, here's the challenge with porn for women is that there isn't a lot of it. So mm-hmm. most porn we see is made by men for men with the male gaze. So man's, guys thinking, what would I think is hot? And so the women in it even are being directed by male actors. And so I think that can be a dis- – not that you can't find what you like. I think that there are some sites like I love Erica Lust, um, E-R-I-K-A Lust, L-U-S-T. She makes – and I did a, a podcast with her. Um, you guys could – if you want to listen to it, she's amazing. And she makes porn for women, by women. You go to her site and it's just – it's super hot. You're like, oh, yeah. That's exactly – you know what I think is hot. It's just like – it's more like real bodies types, not just like – porn types it's like real uh-huh. people, but they're all they're hot like it's attractive but it's just it's more about what you're like oh yeah like slow and sensual maybe there's a plot right yeah <laughs> like, i need a plot get, yeah, that's what i, I remember watching. i'm like how do they know each other why are they here then, how did how did this happen my other friend has a site called lady cheeky and it's a tumblr site and it's great because she curates it and she like goes into it and she just picks different images that she finds hot but you're like, like some bdsm stuff and just some sexy photos and then you click around there and then that could take you to some other porn sites so 
Those are some places to start. Just go look at the category what do you like, section. Janet? I like a little bit of everything. I mean, like my like risque uh, category is always threesomes. I yeah. think that's a fun category to explore. But I think just going to like a porn site and looking at all the different categories, yeah. you find you're like, oh, that's a thing, first of all. I didn't know that I would like that. And you also can find stuff you're like, I am totally not about that. And you know, like, where your limits yeah, are. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can be like, oh, my gosh, I do not ever want to click on that icon. It's true. You know. Do you and your boyfriend, not going to call out his name, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys watch porn together? We have, not, like, on a regular basis. But I think it's fun to, like, like, I think when you're first dating someone, it's a good question to ask what kind of porn they look at. Yeah, I think um, so, too. So, yeah, so my boyfriend was like, I like amateur porn. And I was like, I have never really explored that category on the uh-huh. Yeah, look at amateur porn. So he was por- like, this is real. what I like and showed me a couple of things that he likes. And it was interesting to see. I was like, okay, now I know what you're into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and amateur porn is more like rough, like people just kind of sending in their own right. like home videos. And then girl on girl, a lot of women get oh. turned up. A lot of women like gay porn. Yeah. A lot of women like um, seeing girl on girl scenes, just uh-huh. hot, like oral sex, or just, I think, yeah, go, go poke around a little yeah. porn hub, see what you like. Category. Poke section. around at the poking. Yeah, go to the category. Open some tabs. <laughs> yeah. Have, have fun. Do some perusing. <laughs> so, um, dude was showing me something on his phone. He was like, oh, wait, look at this. And like, pull, opens his browser and it was like, porn hub. And he's like, whoops, that was last <laughs> night. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> it was funny, though, because like, I didn't care, but he got embarrassed. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, okay, so amateur, amateur, threesome, <laughs> yeah. girl on girl. All right. Yeah, so Janet had a lot of other questions. We kind of got through my stuff real quick. <laughs> my stuff was like kind of personal because I'm like, okay, I want to talk about Good. the orgasms and masturbating and all these things that people think I'm so weird that I don't. They're like, how have you never had an orgasm? Like, that's like part of my storyline this summer, which you guys will see. But it's <laughs> oh, like. good. Well, this is going to change. Yeah. I'm so This is the perfect moment that I'm on your show. Yes. I know oh. it's going to change. I've helped a lot of women. Like, yeah. They just. This is the first step. Okay, let's talk about faking orgasms. Okay, yes. let's do it. Have you okay, done it? Well, Obviously, everyone's done it. Done it. I don't anymore. Yes. And anytime friends of mine say that they do, I tell them it's a disservice to society. Exactly. And that you're not doing anyone any favors and that you should just talk through it. And I understand sometimes I think there maybe is the right time or place. Like if you're just like – you know, wanting to end that session or whatever, and you're just like, all right, I'm going to fake one, be done with this, and, you know, I'm over it. Yeah. But I think if you're faking an orgasm all the time with somebody, you're teaching them how to be bad at sex. Right. You said something on one of your podcasts. I wrote it down. Great lovers are not born, they're made. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and you can't have somebody learn to be a good lover yeah. if you're faking orgasms it's for them true. all the time. That's so true. Yeah, great lovers are not born. It's not like guys roll out, you know, with being Love great that. lovers. you got to teach them. So I feel like... I feel like faking orgasms is a disservice. And the reason why women do it, like, I get it. We're tired. We know we're not going to get there. We want them to feel good because we're yeah, pleasers. You, you, but exactly. it's like, it is a disservice because you're reinforcing behavior that they're like, well, that's, my, you know, they're like mm-hmm. pounding their chest. I'm king of the universe. I just made her come. And she's like, you're like, I faked it. Mm-hmm. And it's a disservice to you too because then you're not getting the pleasure that you could actually have by saying, I'm not there yet, babe. And then, like, believe me, if they're having sex with you, they want to please you. Right. So faking it. I understand we've all done it for the same reasons. Like, I want it done. It's not going to happen. I don't want to disappoint them. But that doesn't help anybody. Exactly what mm-hmm. you said, Janet. 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, like, no one fake-o. I wanted to, like, put it on yeah. the ballot yes. or something. I mean, I'm, I'm really nice. good at faking them. You can watch it this summer on Vanderbilt Rules. <laughs> but all of us women need to come together and agree that we're done faking orgasms yes. yeah. and that all of these men are just going to learn how to do it right. Right. We should do, like, a pledge-a-thon. Like, That's, no yes. fake-o. Like, pledge to me that you yes. will never fake yes. orgasm again. no more. That's a really good point. Yeah. I See, I never thought of it that way. I just, like, have always wanted to be like, no, no, it feels good. Like, totally, you're doing everything great. But like, I feel like I know guys too who think that they're so good, and I'm like, I know mm. you're. I you're just. We need yeah. to take those guys down a peg. Yeah, it's true. Right. It's true, and I think that we also, um, we we think, yeah, we just have to teach them. We think that we want to, we're pleasers, and so we don't. We often think, oh, whatever you're doing, babe. Like guys used to say to me before I had my show and knew how to have great sex. They'd be like, hey, babe, does that feel good? I'd be like, yeah. They'd go, what else do you want? I'm like, everything you're doing is fine because uh-huh. I did not know what else I wanted until I masturbated and figured it out hmm. because we want to please but which we have good intentions right but, but I just want all women to have the most amazing sex possible and that yeah. starts with our, it starts with us see mm-hmm. and that's what I've always said when my friends are like how do you not have an orgasm or whatever I'm like you guys I have really good sex like I enjoy sex I've been told by more than one person that it's the best blowjob they've ever had. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm really good at sex. I like sex. It feels good. But I just, there's not always that, like, release. Right. Well, we're going to get there. But then it's happened recently, and I'm like, okay, mirrors. Yeah. Yes. The mirrors are hot. Like, I love that. It's I true. love it. Like, the, I mean, the, it's so hot to look at yourself having yes. sex. It's kind of like a porn, but no one else has to see it. Right. Because you guys are watching each other, and you're like, we're really hot. But it, like, kind of made, I'm like, should I make Masturbate a sex in front of the mirror. Yeah. Just <laughs> watch it and delete it after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it okay. We've done that a couple times, but that's hot though. But that's why. People but it was do like it. the camera's so shaky because you're like on top. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're like, we need like to set up a stand or something and get do a this tripod. Right way. Yes. yes. Modern technology tripod. makes making the home sex tape a lot easier. Yeah. But yeah, so anyone who like comes over to my apartment and sees the placement of my mirrors, they're like, you're a freak. I'm like, no, you're amazing. You yeah. know what you like. Exactly. Not a freak. And that is one thing that like turns me on is just like watching. See, I love that you know that. Yeah. See, that's really good information. So mm-hmm. maybe you'd like porn where there's like a voyeur aspect or who knows what. Hmm. We'll figure it out. But maybe there's people having sex in a mirror. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like go with like that kernel of what you do know. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, you like kissing. Yeah. You know, you like mirrors. Right. You know, you like to be able to see yourself. Yeah. Um, and there's probably more. So then you just keep building on those kernels. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you'll, you'll know what turns you on. Like, you're, you know, because it's different for all of us. Right. Which is cool. We get to all decide. Yeah. It takes a little bit of fun homework. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, learning so I, much. I'm so happy. Damn, I'm not going to be able to go home for like seven hours, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Some of your other questions. Which one you want to ask next? Okay. Okay. What do you think about the phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater? And what do you think compels most people to cheat? That is such a good question because I, once a cheater, always a cheater. It totally depends on the situation. Someone could cheat and it could like tear their life apart, right? Their partner leaves them and they're devastated and they decide to turn their life around. They, like, go to therapy or maybe they stop drinking because they were drinking too much at the time. And they, like, make a concerted effort not to cheat. Yes, you can change. Definitely. Okay. Anyone can change if they want to. Someone who's kind of, like, doing their thing and they cheated on every girl and nothing changes. Like, they're still drinking and partying and they're sport, mm-hmm. having sports sex. And, and they haven't had consequences yet. Like, maybe they cheated but they were, like, celebrated because another girl was after them and they kept getting all this attention. Yeah. You know? 
I think that people have repeated patterns of cheating, for sure. Yeah. But I don't think there's any absolutes okay. in this category. I feel like that comes up on your show all the time with everybody. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, because almost yeah. all of the guys have cheated on their girlfriends or fiancés or wives, Everybody's like, on our show. Each other. Whether it's just a sloppy makeout drunk or literally having sex with someone's friend. <sighs> like, so it's, I mean, it's happened a lot, but so one of the couples on our show um, last summer, he cheated on her. With one of her friends. It's terrible. They broke up. They have then gone to therapy, worked things out. They're now engaged. They're planning their wedding. Okay. But everyone just is kind of like, uh, but, you know, he did cheat on her last year. Is he going to cheat on her again? Right. And we've all seen such a transformation in him, and we think, like, he is this new evolved person, but there's still that, like, yeah, but he's cheated on every girlfriend he's ever had. But he already cheated on her. So right. did he get it out of his system? Exactly. Like, is he prone to going back to that old behavior? I wonder I what really caused the behavior. Was he drinking more? Was he not as happy? Like, I don't know what they resolved or what they worked through. But yeah. is she nervous about it as well? I think maybe initially. But it's been a year, over a year since that happened. And they've... They're in a really good place now. Okay. Yeah. So I just, I don't want to think that the once a cheater, always a cheater is a thing because right. I do think this person and anyone who's listening knows what I'm talking <laughs> about, but I do think he's changed. And I, okay. I think that he knows he has a motherfucking gem. <laughs> I mean, this girl is an angel. Like right. she is anything any guy could ever want. And so like, if he were to mess this up, like, right. I mean, he'll be single for the rest of exactly. his life. Well, hopefully he learn. I think people can learn lessons. I think they so mature, too. They get older, they're like in love, maybe they have kids. Like, I, yeah, you know, I, I hope that's not he true. He seems like a changed man right? from my eyes. And that's part of the reason I asked that question because I feel like a lot of people will like hate on anybody who's cheated anywhere in the public eye, that situation, or anybody will often get like the haters in the comments that are, you know, like, you know, cheating? he's always going to cheat on you right. or yeah. you know, blasting the cheater. But there are some people that I'm like, they really seem like they've changed yeah, and people woken change. up and realized what they had and realized they wanted that and mm-hmm. yeah. all of that. They realized the consequences didn't feel good. Right. So they really don't want to cheat. So yeah. let's help. Where's the craziest place anyone's ever told you that they've had sex? Yeah. The craziest place you've had sex? That's such a good question, but I don't even really... God, nothing's... Where's the craziest place you've had sex? Nothing's ever crazy to me anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. The craziest place I've had sex on a chairlift once. What? Yes. That's impressive. Yeah, exactly. But it was... Was it moving? It was moving. Okay, so like a gondola? A gondola. Ooh. Yeah, it's sugar bowl. Fun. Yeah, it was hot. Yes. It was really hot. That was pretty crazy. Were you and wearing I, a bunch of ski equipment? I was. No, we were just going. It was like a ski and ski. It was, a, it was at one of those places you ski and ski at. So we were going to his house. We had the luggage oh, on it. So okay. it was like, yeah, it was really hot and cold. Too. <laughs> Wait, so you weren't in I like seven jackets. Exactly. That you had no, to strip I wasn't on. like, let me take off my skis. <laughs> right? It wasn't like that. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That's the craziest place. I don't know. Where else have you guys had? What's the craziest place you've had sex? Um, yeah. Huh. Let me think. I, you go first. <laughs> so many are popping in my mind. I'm just trying to think. I had sex <laughs> once in a pool cabana. Like at the end of the day after everyone had kind of like cleared out of the pool area, we were still kind of hanging my around My parking there. garage on the hood of my car. <gasps> what? Hot. In your building? Yeah. I love it. I cannot wait to ask who. It's a good way to meet your neighbors. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was one of them. Um, the place I lived in in Vegas, there was no one around. We were in the hot tub and just outside of the hot tub. It was yeah. like, I mean, no one's here. My apartment's like a five-minute walk, so, exactly. you know. I was in Vegas. I think I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the parking garage was Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Um, see, okay, I know why you asked this question, Janet. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Go ahead. Can friends with benefits work? After you've been friends for a while, can you then say, hey, we're both single, we should start sleeping together, but just be friends? Does it ever work? It works. It works. For about four months? It works until it doesn't. (laughs) So typically there's one person that's, they're like, oh yeah, babe, no no strings attached, we're just going to do it. If you date someone, I'm cool, and if I date someone, you're cool, until... That it's actually cool. happened. Yeah. And someone's like really into someone else. Like, I thought we were just friends with benefits. So someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. Typically, unless it fizzles out on its own. Mm-hmm. I think it works for a while. Unless it turns into a full-blown romance, someone's going to get hurt. It works until it doesn't. It works until it doesn't. What's yeah. your That's best it. advice then once it stops working, how to go back to being friends and... I think it takes time. Because here's the weird superpower that I have. I am friends with, I'd say, most of my exes. Like, I just... I, they're like, become some of my closest guy friends. I think when you break up with someone, it was never right away. Like, I went through pain or they went through pain or we all suffered. But it six months to a year it takes till you actually can become friends again so even with Mm -hmm. the friends with benefits I think when you're stopping having sex with someone you can't assume that we should just be buddies right away but I think if you truly had like you really were friends and you have like this deep love for each other or like a deep connection Mm -hmm. that you can resurrect that you know I think we can all make it work if you're like treat each other well and it's just that well we're just not really into having sex anymore I think it's just the relationship has to change you have to set boundaries like don't ask each other about your personal lives like maybe the friendship isn't going to be what it was before right but this is a new friendship if you want to salvage you know what's left of it then it just has to change yeah exactly I think but if Mm -hmm. you really care about someone like I think they could stay in your life yeah I agree I agree too good Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it what do you think about open relationships Open relationships, I think that they are actually, we could learn a lot from open relationships. I think that people, there's, the thing about people in open relationships is that they're p- practicing non-monogamy or swingers or all the things that fall under that category, is that they practice this like rigorous honesty that you don't find in any other kind of relationship. Like they literally talk about everything. They set boundaries. They decide if, you know, if they want to know about the person. They like share calendars. They might even meet the other partner that the person's sleeping with. And they still have jealousy, but they learn to deal with it and transcend it in a way that you think you can't. Probably you're like, oh, I could never do that. If my partner had sex with someone, I'd freak out. That might be true, but I think it's not for everybody. But for some couples, they're like, yeah, it's so hard, but we talk about it. We're like, okay, that was hard because you said you weren't going to see her tonight and you did. Like I'm more hurt. You can kind of kind of break down the jealousy and where it's coming right. from or the, the problem. So they just, they just communicate. And I think that they're not for everybody, but I think for a lot of people, they having a primary partner and someone that you love and maybe you even live with and you're on really solid ground. Like you guys have been together a while. I think it's important. Although there are some people who just are in constantly open relationships mm-hmm. and you just, you keep talking about it and you just, and, and I think it can work for a lot of people. And what happens in long-term relationships that aren't is that people cheat all the time. Like mm-hmm. 50% of men and women cheat, they say. And it's like, I just think this is so much more honest that if something comes up, it's not so random and you have permission to sleep with someone else. And so 
You know, a lot of, I think a lot of people have found that their relationships are a lot healthier because they have those outlets. And I've seen all different – like, I've seen a guy who shares it with his girlfriend, and they have, like, a calendar of who they're seeing that month. Like, a Google – they'll share a Google Oh, my Doc. God. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, he's, right? like, on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> just to, like, yeah, every few months I have someone that I see, and I tell my wife about it or my partner, and then they just kind of, like – you know, you talk about it's real because what happens in long term relationships is sometimes we just want to experience something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Short term, or you just know that I'm not meant to be sexually monogamous, but I want to be emotionally monogamous. And that's how choices. do you separate that? Right. I mean, that's really hard. hard. That can be really hard too. So I think that while people try to separate that, I think it can be like there's people who have so typically in an in a open relationship, you have your primary partner. And then you have other partners, and so they'll say, I don't want you to be as emotional with someone else. And so I think maybe you don't have sleepovers, or you don't spend more you than have one night boundaries. with them. You have boundaries. Like you, yeah. Thank you. You set a boundary so that doesn't happen. But if it does happen, you also have – you know that you've got your primary, and you actually might – because I'm like you. Like I, If I'm with someone, like I typically have a great connection with you. Yeah. I don't need just to get off. Like uh-huh. if I'm with a few people, and I've been in open kinds of scenarios where it's like, I have to really like the person and care about them. So it is emotional. Yeah. So – I think you just kind of have to – I think we have capacity to love many people. Mm-hmm. But it's not for – again, it's not for everybody. So it depends what rules you set. Some people just want to get off and they're like, let's just not have – I don't even want to know your name. And so there's so many right. different ways. There's a great book called Opening Up by Tristan Terramino if anyone wants to take a look at it. It's a good – I think it gives really good guidelines about Interesting. open relationships. I have a friend of mine who's married and him and his wife are in an open relationship. Yeah. He also escorts and does porn on the side. Really? It's it, the and most she, in, fascinating, insane, like, relationship that I'm just like, wait, tell me more. And he has the craziest stories. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's like orgy on her birthday, like this. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's cool with it. Yeah, but then she gets jealous. Still happens, but then you talk about mm-hmm. it. And your partner, he's like, okay, babe, mm-hmm. let me figure out which part of this made you jealous. And I'm going to yeah. try to avoid that in the future. Yeah. You know, if you're good ma- – that's why I'm saying this communication these couples have, like, there's literally no secrets. They know your body. Right. Sex is important. You prioritize it. You know, it's just – And they do have, like, a list of things, like, no sleepovers, no cuddling, no this, like – Right. No and- making out some couples. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want that because you no, want to make out. No, right? no. Like, <laughs> my person is my person. I don't want to share. I've right. I've done the threesomes. Like, right. I had a phase where it was, like, a thing. And, right. But it's like I got that out of my system. Exactly. My person, I just I don't want to share. Like that's my dick, right? Not exactly. Yours. <laughs> that's my dick. Right. Any other questions, Janet? Before we wrap it up, so many, but not that we're never going to get through all of we'll that. Do part so. two. Yeah. Ooh, we Another can. time. I love it. Yeah. Oh my you god. Come on my show too. Yes. I have to say I that, that I have a idea. show that's um. So I've been doing Sex with Emily podcast, but on Monday, November twelfth, my show is launching five days a week on Sirius XM, five Ooh. to seven p.m. Pacific, it's a live call-in show in LA, and you got to come by. It's in West Hollywood. Oh my god, I would love to do that. Yeah, congrats! Really That's gonna be awesome. Thank you. I'm Amazing. Excited. Wait, we're totally doing a part two of this. Oh yes, yes. done. I we only it. got yes. through like one page of like twelve. <laughs> I know, pages right? Of questions. I I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm like doing my like questions, and then she sends me hers, and I was like, oh my, I don't think we're gonna have time to talk about <laughs> all of this next time. Yes, this is fun. So we're gonna we're gonna continue cool. this. Yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you. We're getting you to 100k. That nine nine. Oh, you see that? Ninety nine point nine. It might have already happened. It's yeah. No. It was like my team. I left. Yeah. It's I'm ninety point point nine point nine hundred thousand. Yes. Yeah. I screenshotted that to Sheena Did today. I just followed her. We got to get her over the hundred thousand mark. It was a big mark. thing. It's <laughs> at Sex with Emily on everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere you go. And my website is 
sexwithemily.com and you can always send questions feedback at sexwithemily.com or check out SiriusXM every day awesome I love this and just to leave you guys with one last thing I want to remind you about True Car, that it is not just for buying new cars. They have their certified dealer network, nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars. You can enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. You can see what other people paid, so you know if you're getting a good deal before buying. And you're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. So when you're ready to buy new or used, check out True Car for a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Do you want it?